to Attenuation, a weekly podcast where two friends come together to drink beer, discuss beer styles and trends, and just generally ruminate on the meaning of life, aka beer. If you enjoy your time with us, we invite you to become a weekly listener and subscribe to the podcast. Without further ado, here is this week's episode. Welcome, my name is Jason, and I'm here with one of my best friends since 8th grade, Stephen, and this is the inaugural episode of the yet-to-be-named beer podcast that we are recording. How's it going, oh, Stephen? Good, how are you? <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> so, uh, what are you drinking today? Well, I, uh, not to be too beer snobby, but, <laughs> but I've got a Pliny the Elder. Oh, nice. <laughs> This is just just back from my trip from California. Very good. That's exciting. I knew where to find it. That's cool. So I am drinking 903's brewery. This is called Chubacabra. So this is a stout, and it is saying that it's, it has cinnamon, spice, marshmallow, coconut, hazelnut, vanilla, and it's aged <laughs> on oak. So I'm, Jesus. Pretty, I'm pretty excited <laughs> for this one. Okay. <laughs> so I had their, uh, the last thought I had from them was fragile like a bomb, and it was very good. So okay. I have high. You said high 903? 903. Where's where that from? So that is, it says, is it I Texas? think it's in your neck of the woods. Dallas, Texas? Somewhere. It says 903 Brewers, and it has the state of Texas on yeah, can. I, I think it's Dallas. Okay. Nice. We'll have to try to get out there one day, I think. Well, if this one is good, then there'll be two for two with me. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I poured and I'm smelling. I'm going to see if I can pin down all these flavor aromas. I am getting the cinnamon and the spice. And the hazelnut. Okay, they're like three for seven on this can. <laughs> yes, it's a lot of flavors left to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe marshmallow? Maybe we'll get it on the taste. Well, I'm going to taste it here. Oh, man, we got that. That's good audio. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> this is going to be an ASMR this, podcast? Yeah. This is quite good, Steven. I yeah. don't know. I no, I've experienced a lot of things simultaneously, so it's gonna take a little while to parse this out. But um Did you say there be... is coconut in there too? It, there is coconut. And I you think like it? Might... I, I like it. Usually I don't like the coconut, but yeah, look at All you. Right. Well, give me a couple more sips and I'll uh, I'll weigh in on this one. How's your Pliny? Okay, you're quite familiar with. <laughs> yeah, so I'm drinking out of my Pliny the Younger 2021 glass, which is all I was able to get from the Pliny the Younger release. Oh, uh, that's right. It was impossible to get. Almost like I think 10,000 people were trying to get 600 cases or something. So, uh, needless to say, I did not win that lottery, but I did get a glass. But I'm drinking the elder version, which is the double IPA. Uh, I'm sure anybody, well, I don't, I guess I shouldn't assume, but most people maybe listening to this podcast probably know this beer, have heard of it at least. Uh, but it's eight percent or double IPA from Russian river brewing in Santa Rosa, California. This is one of the most coveted beers in the country, I would say. Um, 
and it's just one of those like perfect styles um you know people will say oh ever you know other breweries have made double ipas which are uh, comparable but honestly this is just an og beer for me so good classic style so and what i love about it when you smell it it smells like beer you know you get that like really sort of uh that wheat base that biscuity um smell yeah for sure that yeah i mean (laughs) you know that you get i mean you get from smelling a heineken or something you know it's just that like just that classic beer smell you know, that visceral beer smell. It's like what you want after the hard a hard day of yard work. Right? Exactly. All right, I'm going in. All right. Oh, I got that too. Yeah, this is definitely an ASMR podcast. I should have cracked the can like closer to the mouth. <laughs> next time, next time. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's so much vegetal pine coming at you at, from the front. Just like this nice little hint of tropical fruit on the back end, but like very sort of grapefruity, bitter rind. Uh, it's just so smooth for eight percent double IPA, West Coast style. You know, this is not a hazy. Uh, right. They're they're not trying to hide the bitterness on this one, um, but it's still just so smooth, so good. Awesome. I like how you gave. You're so professional. You gave the whole rundown. Now I feel embarrassed. So I've been like <laughs> studying this can because you even said the style, the ABV. So my Chubacabra. Okay, so it's breeding can in Sherman, Texas. Sherman, okay, yeah, Texas. yeah. Okay, so yeah, I think that's Dallas area. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not up on my de- my, my uh, Texas well, geography. You're, very new to te- you're yeah. new to Texas. I'm a newbie. So we'll, yeah, we'll let it slide. <laughs> um, and it's 12.5% alcohol by volume. Nice. And I I'm ready to give my verdict. I I don't know if I placed all these flavors, but there is like a lot of cinnamon, <laughs> and uh, I get the hazelnut and the vanilla. There's like a cascade of flavors right in the beginning. Let me get one more sip. So yeah, I'm getting that cinnamon, the allspice, and the vanilla and the hazelnut all up front, and then you know, uh, hmm really develops into the i feel like the aftertaste is the coconut and marshmallow so i think we're like six to seven six out of seven so i'm gonna say i'm pretty happy this is my second 903 uh beer and i really like it so maybe we're gonna have to go to sherman nice texas and check this place out nice nice choice yeah i'm excited so okay you got you had the sleeper pick i had the yeah yeah well and now that i've been doing my homework it says this is Chupacabra is back, and this is their third release and bigger than ever. So I'm excited because if they make this every year. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know, that's what I get excited about is kind of those once a year stouts that are just massive. Um, those really float my boat. So, all right. So there's our tastings out of the way. Nice. I thought for this first episode, we could talk about how we got into craft beer. Because as I like to tell our friends, Steven and I, it's kind of a Darth Vader situation <laughs> and um, Obi-Wan Kenobi because he was not into craft beer. I was into craft beer. And I, I, I feel like I played a small part, a small part in getting him into craft beer. Small part, but, a huge part. But then, but then suddenly he became the master. 
So I was once the master, but now I have to defer to your expertise has far surpassed mine. But so maybe you could give us give us the rundown of how exactly you got into this hobby. All right. Well, I, I should say that it's more not as much mastery as it is just obsession. So, <laughs> <That's> um, <okay. laughs> uh, yeah. So, well, honestly, to start off, I didn't drink beer. I was I grew up in a religious household. We didn't drink alcohol, and I was actually one of the devout kids that stuck to the rules of the church. So, um. I didn't even have my first taste of alcohol until I was probably 22. Okay. Um, so, and it just, it was just a, you know, I was, I was starting to leave the church. Uh, and um, I was on the golf course with a buddy and he offered me a beer and I was like, yeah, sure. So, so my first beer was a warm Coors Light on the golf course. <laughs> a great way to start. <laughs> Um, which was disgusting, but I drank it just to look cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I, I just, I didn't really drink that much beer. I mean, it was, it was like Pabst Blue Ribbon at the bar. Um, you know, just really, really, really simple styles. Um, everyone, yeah, I just, I, I just did not really drink craft beer, um, until, do you remember what was your first? Well, so I I started drinking wine with my wife a lot. That that was sort of my like d- bigger delve into alcohol at first. Okay. Um, and then I switched to ciders. So I was drinking. Like, I remember a lot of ciders. Cider yeah. Phase. Oh yeah. I remember this. Yeah. There's um. I think it's Ace Ciders. It's based in, in Two Rivers, California. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I was, I was a huge cider fan. Um, so I, you know, it was just that sort of like, it's sweet, it's easy to drink. Um, and then I remember, so honestly, we, we did our little excursion driving on, driving, uh, exotic cars on highway one in California. That's right. And then, One of the best days of my life. <laughs> and then we were in that area, so we're like, well, let's go to Russian River. So we went downtown Santa Rosa to Russian River, and we got the full flight of beer to try everything they had. And that was my the first time I had Pliny the Elder, and I thought, this is disgusting. I don't know. Any, anybody <laughs> drinks this? Like, how? Why are all these people leaving this place with boxes and boxes of this stuff? Like, this is disgusting. That's amazing. And, uh, but... I got to uh, sanctification, or yeah, it must have been. They have those four sours. I think it's yeah, um, beatification, consecration, beatification. Yeah, yeah. That they have in the uh, the taster. Yeah. Anyways, I got to those, and I drank it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I love this, and this is beer." <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this doesn't taste anything like these nasty, bitter things I've been. <laughs> thrown into uh so i was like wow that there's a beer style that i like you know wait so i was there at your conversion moment? oh 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 yeah no yeah i mean that was it i was like I, I realized that there was a style of beer i liked yeah um and so then it sort of progressed into oh uh, and then 
I don't know how soon after, but at some point we went to Sierra Nevada for my birthday, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we all went up to Sierra Nevada in Chico. Uh, and that's kind of, that's another sort of beer that got me in, you know, Sierra Nevada pale ale. That's, that's a something that's probably a, a gateway beer for a lot of people mm-hmm. and a lot of people's beer history. Um, but yeah, we went there and, and of course we did the, we did the whole tour and at the end they were letting us have all the stuff they had on tap at the end of the tour. And what was it? It's torpedo. That's their, one of their IPAs. Yeah. One of the, I love that one. It was disgusting. <laughs> you hated at, it. You hated it. Oh, at the time. Yeah. Okay. Wait, is this the trip that you got obsessed with the Yep. So, yeah. So they had Otraves, which was their go, with their go, yeah. Goza. And again, it was just sort of this like, yes, this is it. Like, <laughs> this is the beer I like. So from then on, it was just like, if I saw Goza or Berliner Weiss written on anything, it was like, that's it. I want that low ABV, wheat sour. Uh, it's just easy to drink. Just really, really, like, I mean, and a little bit sweet. Lots of times they were fruited. Um, yeah. It was just such an easy way into craft beer so then sort of my next transition was um and at that time gozes were really hard to find i mean okay they weren't popular yet no i mean (laughs) yeah uh ocho was i mean anderson valley in california was doing them but i I hadn't uh i hadn't discovered them yet yeah that's right Um, that's yeah that was kind of like I feel like at that point in time, like a lot of the major breweries were trying to put like one sour yeah. in their major lineup. Right. Um, yeah. And Ultravest was Sierra Nevada's. And then I think, um, yeah, but and then, yeah, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Rubens in Seattle, they were doing one. They've been doing one for a long time. Uh, so there are a couple of breweries out there that, that did them, but um, yeah, it, it was not as popular as it is now. Um, I feel like now everybody has one. And not a good one. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my next sort of transition. So um, I I don't know how I discovered that. It's probably a Facebook ad um, for this Tavor. Um, it was like a beer delivery service. And I thought, oh, this might be a cool way to get different beers. Um, and one of my first beers on there was Pineapple Fields from oh i remember uh, we drank this together didn't we yeah pineapple fields. i don't think the first time you had it though where was it from um oh man i can't think of the name oh we're doing such a disservice to them i know it'll come back to me <laughs> at some point i'll kick myself for not remembering um oh still water ales still water there you go still water something i had never been able to find it or even i don't know if they still exist honestly um, but anyway, they brewed a this pineapple fields and it was a hoppy sour. Um, and I had had some other, I had gotten some other hoppy stuff through that beer delivery system that I drank and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is horrible. <laughs> you know, cause they'd be these descriptions of, uh, tropical fruits and right. stuff. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I'll like that. And then yeah, I just did, I couldn't get through the bitter, and it's just like you just get blasted. I was like, by the ice. I am not tasting any fruit in this at all. Well, you you even I feel like you might even been late to the game because when I was really into craft beer in the early days when I first got into it, 
everyone is obsessed with making like the most bitter beer possible. <laughs> yes, like, yeah. And Hoptimum from Sierra Nevada was really popular. Yeah. It was like these hundred plus IBU beers, and that was like what everyone was like chasing. Yeah. And now I feel like that that whole kind of like um, that arms race is kind of dead. Oh, yeah, but gone. at the time, at a certain time, that was like the hotness. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. They weren't appealing to the masses like they like oh, yeah. they are now. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they were um they were doing their own thing <laughs> okay but that pineapple fields is hoppy and something clicked inside your brain huh? yeah so the flavors made sense you know like i got to taste the flavors in that it, those hoppy flavors but in the in the setting of a sour beer that i liked yeah um so it's just starting to make sense and then the next big aha moment which of course you were there for this year there for all mine um was a trip to moonraker that's right the moonraker yeah so moonraker in auburn california they they actually have a oh man i wish i could i'm gonna bungle this too they have a triple ipa that they brewed at one point and they put it they put it up against pliny the younger and one in some some IPA it was called like extru- uh, extremist or yes, something. Yeah. It had a crazy name. Yeah, I think you're Extremix right. Extremix X three or something. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that put them on the map very quickly. Pliny Younger was basically the reigning champion of triple IPAs everywhere. Um, and so yeah, they beat them in, in this blind taste test. Uh, so they got very popular. And one of the styles that they were doing, which is, this was, uh, again, in the very early days of this, was the Hazy IPA, the New England IPA. Yes. And everyone was like, what is this? And why are they so cloudy? <laughs> uh, but man, it was the, for the first time I was like, oh, I get it. I get everything. Like, And it almost was like, made me addicted to hops, you know? Mm, interesting, uh, and it and it led to me being able to tolerate more and more and more of the bitterness, uh, and still understand the flavors with the bitter, uh, and get that balance where, you know, it's just a really good entryway, and it's still it still is for a lot of people, I think, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And that's why everybody's brewing them because people. I people remember like that. Them. I remember that trip because those hazies, and they had like they were making like a lot of them. I don't remember how many. Yeah. Um, but I'm, but they, and I was the same thing. I was kind of blown away by them. Cause that was my kind of first experience where I think you're right. It's like the, they, they dial back the bitterness and they kind of push forward the tropical like fruit expression. And, um, it was just different. It was a different experience. Like the first time I tried one of those, I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just, this was like the first time I was really able to just enjoy the flavor profiles really go oh this is super fruity or this is super vegetal or piney or you know just get all those different uh you know watermelon flavors uh you know it just everything was able to shine through and go you know just make more sense that's awesome and then you were hooked i was hooked and then i just uh, (laughs) you know i uh never pass up a hazy idea these days but we still have one more bridge to cross with you, and that's stouts. I feel. Yeah, so I'm I'm trying. <laughs> um, dragons, dragons mill. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, 
dragon's milk, 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 milk stouts. In fact, I have a friend. So I have a buddy at work that's into beer. Uh, I took him one of these Pliny's that I came back with Cal from California with. Oh, I bet he liked that. Uh, yeah, he was pretty excited. So he drank it last night. He said it was amazing. Uh, so he was, he wants to bring me something and he was like, do you like stouts? And I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> uh, I'm and, uh, <laughs> he said, oh no, it's a, like a pastry, like a milk stout. Uh, so I said, yeah, bring it on. So, uh, I, am always willing. Um, I like to do stouts in flights or tasters, um, <laughs> just cause sometimes it's hard to commit to a whole glass of one. You mean you don't like drinking 16 ounces of 14% barrel age? <laughs> it's hard to drive home. Hard Why to drive not? home after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and of course, like when I'm in a tap room, uh, you know, it's also hard to spend eight to 10 bucks on a beer I don't know if I like and I end up yeah. going with something I like. So uh, it'll just be a matter of me deciding to branch out. I think we're gonna get of course, we're coming up on summer now, so yeah, it's stout kind of season's gone. Stout I, season I, I do over. have this yeah. uh, these two bottles of the Anchorage Brewing um, Darkness or whatever that it's called, okay. and they're still aging. Nice. So <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day, of course, that, that yeah. Uh, I don't think it's an entry level stout, but. Yeah. Okay. Save it for yeah. me. I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that that's the next game. I would love to. I actually had a. Um, we have a coffee shop brewery here in um, uh, Austin area called Redhorn that I frequent, and um, they make some coffee stouts that are pretty good because they're they're very good at making coffee and they're very good at making beer. So um, they do both. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it, it's, it was a very, very good coffee style. And I'm not a coffee drinker. And I think that's maybe, I think oh, that's part of, uh, maybe that's how you don't like stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's part of it for sure. Uh, that I'm not used to drinking coffee. Um, yeah. And I've never like, I've never developed much of a love for coffee. So yeah, that's part of it. But, but I appreciate the flavor. Um, yeah. And like I said, one of these coffee stops, which was very, very, co- like, it was very coffee forward, um, was good. I thought it was good. So I'm, get, I'm getting there. Cool. All right. We're going to get you there. Well, someday you're going to drink fundamental <laughs> observation with me and you're, you're going to experience what I experienced, which is I'll tell- <laughs> complete euphoria. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you my, my, honestly, my favorite, um, well, so a couple of my favorite stout experiences were um, most of them have been at the, the Great American Beer Festival with you. Uh, yeah. First of all, watching you drink Fundamental Observation is probably my <laughs> best stout experience. Because <laughs> watching me uh, experience pure rapture. Because I drank it, I thought it was disgusting, but uh, <laughs> I thought, no, this is something somebody is actually uh, understanding. Uh, so yeah, it's fun to watch you drink that. Um, but there is a, uh, I want to say it's like a Firestone Walker stout that was, um, that was like cherry stout. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like a a sour cherry stout. That sounds 
like that would definitely would be something I would have been like, we have to go try this one. So Parabola? Is that a stout? Oh, oh, you know what they had there? It was Parabola, which I love. But it wasn't just Parabola. They had the it was like Napa Parabola. Yes. And they had aged it and wine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That was to die yeah. for. <laughs> it was so yeah. good. You like that one. Okay, cool. See there's hope for you. <laughs> yeah. I think um yeah, I think the beer festival like is kind of it was almost made for the for the stout lovers. I just I don't know. I feel like I mean, I guess it's true cuz like Pliny does the Pliny the younger like once a year. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like there's just this like maybe culture around you have this one massive stout and you make it once yeah, a year. Yeah. And it's it's really exciting. Um so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm unaware of like other breweries that are doing that with like IPAs and stuff like that besides, mm-hmm. but where they, you know, I'm sure they're doing it. Maybe I'm just not aware of it, but like where they're doing this annual release and it's, it's, it gets you excited. It's the hype yeah. And something you can't get all the time. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Weldworks in Colorado, they have uh media noche, I think. And that's, their, okay. that's their, um, sort of flagship stout but it's um but they do like these iterations of it that come out people line up down the street for oh yeah that's awesome um but yeah other than stouts that's kind of that's the popular one i don't know if they're just hard to brew maybe yeah i actually don't i don't I'm ignorant in yeah. those regards. Oh, the only thing I do know is I do tend to like barrel aged stouts. So obviously, yeah, some time, time, time involved. Yeah, yeah, there's a time commitment there, like where they're going to have to set it aside for like six yeah. months to yeah, do. Yeah. So nice. So that's where you're at in your beer journey. But yeah, and so now uh, I don't know. It, it's I, I, I'm not as broad in my horizons these days because I know what I like. Um, <laughs> You got to keep exploring. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the challenge. Uh, I fall into um, patterns of drinking gozas and hazy IPAs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I know what I like, you know? No, that's fine. I think everyone falls into that. It's even funny. Like, uh, I still do Tavor. I've spent. You got me addicted to Tavor. I, I was surprised you hadn't done it before, although I guess you. (laughs) <laughs> quarantine forced your hand that's right i didn't have access to beer anymore and i never did have before because i never had anyone sign for it but now that i'm home um for uh for yeah, the no excuse i've been able to i've been able to get those events, <laughs> so. it's pretty awesome yeah yeah it's a really fun service yeah. and we're not affiliated with have in any way other than being customers yeah. but I was skeptical at first, but now I really like Yeah, it. it's great. I will say I think the only the only downside is sometimes getting IPAs. Um and you don't yeah. know when they were bottled and then uh when you when you select them. Um and then there's time until your your crate closes and then uh and then they ship it out to you and that takes a little while. Um so it's just like it's hard to get the freshest IPAs. But yeah. I mean I, I, I don't I haven't found much anything much fresher in the store so yeah I've had pretty good luck with what I've gotten and then sometimes on the listing they'll say 
they don't do this all the time, but sometimes they do have like, hey, this was bottled on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And I like when they list that because it makes you just know you're going to get something that's. Yeah. Like this Pliny was bottled in uh, January, January 21st. So, yeah. A couple months. That's not too bad. Uh, nice. And the other thing is too is some of the um, some of the heavily fruited sours these days really need to be cold all the time. And so you know what I've noticed that. they do on the app. They say on the app if you read really carefully because I'm neurotic, so I read the whole mm-hmm. description. They'll say in there the brewery recommends that this beer like remain cold at all yeah. times. So and you know is that they're out? Not. It's not gonna be. <laughs> I think so, because they're like warning you, hey, this is supposed to be cold at all times. Yeah. Um, and I have ordered a few and it hasn't really been an issue, but I do worry at, like the height of summer. Yeah. Maybe it, it won't work as well, yeah. but it, we're in winter right now, so I haven't had a problem. I actually have ordered a few of those because um, generally I see them on ones that have like lactose or um, you know some other like like heavily free yeah. ones. Um, yeah, no, I, I've only actually had one issue with the is with the Adroit Theory Goza, the Raspberry Goza. That's right. I was there when yeah, they opened. They were it, both. Like, uh, they were the, both infected. Yeah, or, or over fermented, yeah. or whatever happens when. But they made it right with you. On I, I think it happens with a lot of people, right? And then they just yeah, and I think maybe uh, maybe that's why they started putting the warning on the description. Yeah. No, but I'm like I'm four or five months in, and I've been really happy so far. You know, I'm targeting a different. I'm trying to get stuff. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've gotten some sours and IPAs because the wife likes sours, so she's very excited when the Tabor box comes because she wants to drink all the sours that they got. In yeah, see, it's opposite with me. My wife hates sours, but she loves all the IPAs. So she that's what she gets excited for when the box comes when there's. Weldworks Juicy Bits or, uh, you know, a Toppling Goliath, Pseudo Sue, best beer, yep. best, best beer know, ever. That's the problem. The problem with our wives there, Stephen, is that we have to share. Yeah, I know. If only they didn't like yeah. beer. Sometimes my wife drinks wine instead <laughs> and I get the whole can. But... Nice. but then she's like, wait, is that something that I would like or something only you would like? <laughs> You're like, no, babe, no. Yeah, like no, uh-uh. Ooh, that's gross. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh, my my uh, my tab work rate right now is, <laughs> it's just uh, it Weldworks and Toppling Goliath beers. That's it. So, <laughs> you are you have fallen yeah. in the patterns. Uh, so you are now the Goza and IPA man. Yeah. But no, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we can enjoy a good day. Yeah, it's today. awesome. It's funny that you mentioned Russian River because, so for me, I always drank beer for a long time. I was into like Miller Genuine Draft. Yeah, champagne Actually, beers. MG, M, yeah, MGD was one of my like go-tos for a long time. And then I liked Heineken. And to be fair, like I don't want to be a beer snob. I still will drink MGD or Heineken. I think like every beer has yeah. its place. And you should definitely just drink whatever you like. Like you don't need to like craft beer. Yeah, Heineken. Heineken's still but my favorite uh, post softball game beer, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Or like, I want like if I'm eating like Indian food or Mexican food, I don't want a fancy beer. Just give me like Corona or if we're at an Indian restaurant, you know, whatever their um, 
what did they have on tap? That's just their lager or whatever. Yeah, that goes perfect yeah. with the meal. Um, so I don't want to be snobbish, but I do like fancy beer as well. Um, but yeah, so I drank that forever. And then Sierra Nevada was definitely my gateway moment. So same kind of as you as like people were really getting to IPAs. And I just, I had tried some and I didn't like them. I didn't understand the appeal. It was so yeah. bitter. And there was even ads at the time. <laughs> I don't think they were targeted at craft beer, but there was those bitter beer face ads. I'm like dating myself um, where they'd like make fun of the yeah. bitter beer face. And that's how I felt like that <laughs> ad, like how the guy looks in the ad when I would try like any kind of IPA or anything. I was like, Oh, I don't like it. But um, a friend and I, I don't know if it was you. I think, uh, I think it was Getchel the first time I went to the, maybe. Yeah. I think I went with Getchel the first time we went to Sierra Nevada. Cause we just wanted to go. We had heard it was yeah. cool. And there was something they did on this tour is they take you into this room where they have all their hops. And they make you take a hop in your hands, crush it. And you crush it down. You kind of grind it between your hands. And the oil, I think it's oil. I don't know. This very sticky substance coats your hands. And then they say, you know, like cup it to your nose and just take like the deepest breath you can take. And the second I did that, I had this revelation and I liked it. I liked pale ales and IPAs. Because <laughs> suddenly it all connected yeah. in my brain. Like, oh, this is like the flavor. This is the flavor profile that they're highlighting in these types of beers. And then, of course, at the end of the tour, they, you know, they kind of serve you a lineup. And then, you know, they get you a little bit liquored up and then they release you into their restaurant. <laughs> so it's great for them. Um, but yeah, just from that moment on, I got really into like pale ale, Sierra Nevada's pale ale. And then it just started to progress from there. And then I just remember, like, I would really nerd out. We have, like, a local co-op that kind of had a big beer selection. And one of the things that they did that was really cool, and some places do this, but I find it's kind of rare, maybe, is where you can just pick out, you can just take a six-pack and just pull one of the bottles out. And they would just ring you up. And, of course, they charge you for more than, you know, if you bought all six, it'd be cheaper. They charge you a little bit more for just pulling one. Once I realized I, I could do that, I would just be like, "Oh, I want to, I, I want to try red," and I would just find you know six red beers and pull one <laughs> from each, and then I would go go home and just like taste them all next yeah. to each other, um, and just like all, be, like being very systematic about it. And I just started doing that like with all kind of styles, and then before I knew it, I was like really into beer. Um, and then it's so funny that you mentioned yeah, so so, so smash cut to me going to Russian River for the first time, so. I didn't like sours at all. Same thing I kind of felt about like IPAs and, you know, pale ales. I, I didn't understand mm. them at all. And then I had that same, this is that same flight. It's the same one we had. And, you know, they'd recommend you start on the left side. So you start with the yeah. right stuff. And then on the, on the right, they have their four sours. They put four sours then, I think. And they, put, they did when we went to. So obviously, by the time you get to that one, you're you're feeling pretty good anyway. So, um, but I just remember suddenly when I had it was consecration, it just clicked for me, and then I was like, okay, I like sours now. And consecration and is the brown, I, was, I think, right? Like the sour brown. Ooh, yes, I'm pretty sure it's the sour brown. I'm probably gonna get this wrong, but it's the sour brown, and I think it's the one aged in Pinot Noir barrels. I think I could be wrong. Yeah. But that was the one I remember. Because I remember then I went to the shop after and bought a couple 
they're very expensive. <laughs> but I, so it's it's funny because when you're in the brewery there, they charge you a really reasonable price to drink it there. But man, if you want to take a bottle <laughs> home, it's going to be expensive. So that was a little bit of a shock. But I think I got like one or two when I brought them home just because I was like obsessed with it. And then, um, yeah, so that's pretty much like, I think Sierra Nevada got me like part of the way there. And then um, Russian River got me the rest of the way there. And then I don't even remember how Stouts came along. Oh, actually, Narwhal. I kind of do. Oh, so this is kind of fun. Narwhal, but even older than that. So Narwhal, 100% did get me there. But I'm going to date this stuff myself. So Yeah, you are. You are old. My dad... I'm pretty old. Well, age is relative, but I am dating myself. I don't know. Probably only old guys drink craft. I don't know. Maybe maybe young guys drink craft beer. When I was young, I just drank Heineken and no <laughs> genuine draft. But back in my day, my dad, every once in a while, he'd be like, let's go get a fancy beer. And what he meant was, we're going to go to the grocery store, and there's the beer section. And there's all the regular stuff, Budweiser and all that stuff. But there'd be like one or two bottles of Chimay. So that's um, so that's a uh, you know uh, the monk beer basically. Okay. So it's Chimay, and they have like it came in like a big bottle, big bomber bottle. Another thing that's gone now, <laughs> and uh, they had like the regular one is red, and I think they had special reserve which is blue. And so what that was, it was like a Belgian. I don't know exactly what it was, but it's basically like a Belgian style beer. So like a Belgian quad maybe like now. And I'm sure they still make it, but that was like the fancy beer. And there was no other craft beer like in the grocery store. But for the longest time you could get Chimay. And that was like, and you know what else was there? It'd be like, they'd have like a couple bombers. It'd be like Chimay, Chimay Special Reserve, and then Arrogant Bastard. (laughs) Those were like the three (laughs) beers you could buy in a bomber. Um, at least at my luckily grocery store, and we drank that. So that might have been the gateway drug to Stouts. But yeah, I think you're right. Narwhal, I think, got me there. Um, so I must have had that at Sierra Nevada. And I just, I've always liked Narwhal, and especially the barrel aged Narwhal is like a, a very yeah. nice treat. Yeah. And like that. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, even, yeah. I liked that when we had it. And that was, that was very, oh, early good. On in my, uh, my beer journey although maybe i said i liked it just to look cool i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i was very impressionable i was like well jason likes it it must be good (laughs) that's terrifying to me because i'm also very impressionable (laughs) so maybe neither of us like beer at all (laughs) (laughs) we just neither one of us will uh (laughs) give up the the ruse we're having the long yeah the longest showdown. Who's gonna give first? Of all, no, I really at, like. I, yeah, no, I, I really do. <laughs> if anyone could get me a bottle of fundamental observation, yeah. I would like. Please contact me. <laughs> uh, hey, actually, you know what's funny is the one of that the the last latest beer. I don't know if you saw it on yours. It was a uh, Weldwork sour, but it was a collaboration yeah. with Bottle Logic. Uh. Yeah. Oh man, that's exciting. Yeah, it's like a raspberry, blackberry, blueberry with coconut sour. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's exciting. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah. I do just need to figure out when they make it and figure out a way to get it. Yeah, they have the release. I'm sure you can find out when the release is. Just like uh, uh, Blind and the Younger, but yeah, it's just a lot of people you're going to fight with. And it's farther away. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, it's kind of a. I'd have to fly probably. So maybe I can convince the wife to. We can do like a day in Disney. Yeah. That's how you can can get her to go down there. (laughs) I'm looking at this. uh, I'm looking at images of this Chimay beer. Yeah. Yeah, The red, the yellow, and the blue bottle. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. We used to drink that and we used to think it was like a bomb. Oh, and you know what else? So this is a little bit longer, uh, a little bit further on. I was working at the movie theater and I met a guy that was, he was a projectionist. I used to think he was so cool. And he was in the craft beer at the time. And he used to drink three philosophers. Okay. And I used to think that was like the coolest beer ever. And that is, um, oh, are you have the computer open, huh? Yeah, I looked that up. Three philosophers. I want to say it's... Is um, that... No, let's see. It's like North Coast, I think. Mm, I could be wrong. Uh, Maybe I'm thinking... No, it's but... a brewery, uh, brewery Omegong. Oh, yes. They make three philosophers. And they still make that. But I remember thinking that was like the coolest beer in the world. Because it was one of those beers that came, you know, in yeah. a big bottle. And that was like, cool. And that's now a, that's a Belgian quad. Or that's a, that's a yeah, blend of a quad and a Belgian creek. Oh, okay, yeah. It has that cherry, um, like, yeah. aspect to it. So that's a, that's a, well, I, I've delved a little bit into the styles of, the Belgian styles of creek and uh, gouze or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. But those are styles I don't know that much about. Yeah, same. I like them. I like yeah. cherry anything. And I really like, um, but yeah, it's something I should do. Love cherry in my beer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you do? Okay, good. Me too. I should get a Three Philosophers again and see if, like, because I probably haven't had one for so long. But I remember thinking that was, like, the height of cool beer. Yeah. <laughs> Try one again and see what I think about it. I'll hate it. Well, as long as it's not a Saison, we're good, right? That's what we agree on. So send us your hate, man. Yeah, if you're Either a Saison like lover, Saison. I'm sorry. I try. I've tried so many times. Never met I one that like over it. It's got. I'm, and and if you like saison, you could make us the recommendation. What's the gateway saison? I need the gateway saison, and I promise I'll be good. I'll drink it over and over again. But I need that beer that's going to give me the revelation to understand the style. <laughs> and at this point, I don't feel like I haven't. I haven't understood the style. <laughs> Maybe it just doesn't exist. No, no, it's gotta, it's gotta. Somebody knows, and someone's gonna let us know. Yeah. And then I feel like if we can, if we can like saison, I feel like we like everything. Yeah. You know, I, I brew, I uh, toured um, uh, Brooklyn Brewery in New York, okay. and they are, um, they're actually super famous for their lager. Um, so they're they're the sort of East Coast example of Sierra Nevada brewing their pale ale. Um, and that sort of opening the world to craft beer on the on the West Coast. Gotcha. And so their stories kind of mirrors that, um, where they were brewing this lager, this craft lager, you know. And uh, the initial investors, when they drank it, were like, oh, wow, you know, this is actually good. Um, so anyway, that was, that was a cool brewery tour. Um, but they had, when we finally got the end of the tour, we were in this big tasting room. And they poured something in, and I wasn't really paying attention to what it was uh, at first. And then I realized it was a saison. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's so funny to me because 
when I smell it at first, I think I'm going to like this. Because it smells sour. It smells like a sour. But then it just doesn't have that sour to it. It has that weird barnyard funk, uh, Funk. herbal, peppery, (laughs) and it's just, it's wrong. It's wrong for me. I don't know. That's but exactly the, how I feel. Maybe I know they always that smell good. Of like being excited to me. Yeah, like the the nose yeah. is like amazing, but then the taste is like yeah, not it doesn't what match. So. so that's my thoughts on saison. <laughs> Write it down. <laughs> We're gonna get there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so you know, and again, like what I was talking about, it's, it's very easy to get into the little routines of, you know, at this point I kind of drink what I like, and I don't like. Sp- to waste money too much money on styles that i I know i don't like but um you know i like to expand my horizons too so yeah for sure and i would be remiss to not mention i think i slipped it in at one point but uh toppling goliath pseudo sue was a game changer for me too um because it's like it's low abv you know it's like six percent um but it's all the hoppiness, all the flavor, um, everything. I mean, it, it's it's kind of funny. Them three Floyd's. Uh, what's the zombie dust? Um, mm-hmm. uh, what's the other one? Mirror Pond from Deschutes. Uh, they're all pale ales that are very that are like tiptoeing the edge of being IPAs. Uh, sure. But I love that style. That like six percent. You know, it's not going to get me hammered, uh, but. And and right. session IPAs for me, at first I didn't like them, but now I'm all about them. If you can brew a yeah. good session where I get all the flavor, but not as much alcohol, I'm down with that. I'm getting old. Nice. You're getting old. <laughs> uh, so yeah, good sessions. Uh, but yeah, pseudo Sue is my favorite beer of all time. Pseudo yeah. Sue is okay. Huh. I thought it would be Pliny. No, no, Pseudo Sue. Pliny is uh, it's not a favorite of mine. It's just a, it's very nostalgic for me. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. I learned something. And of course, Briny Melon goes uh, from Anderson Valley. Oh, Briny Melon. I guess if I had to pick one beer to drink for the rest of my life, it would be that. But Pseudo Sue. I think mine's Aunt Sally, if I had to drink one yeah. beer for the rest of my life. But they don't make <laughs> it anymore. So Lagunitas, 100 episodes from now, when we're the <laughs> number one beer podcast. And we have clout. I'm putting yeah. pressure, pressure on Get that Aunt Sally brewed again. again. That's a, what, a fan favorite and you just cut it? Come on. It's a no-brainer. Come on, bring it back. Yep. All right, Stephen. I think that's gonna. I think that's good for our. Yeah, first I think episode. we bored the people enough. So, yeah, I think they know way too much about us already. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Attenuation, a beer podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe, and we'll catch you next week. Cheers. <laughs>